Welcome to No Right to Dad, where two non-dads give you the best dang dad advice around. So here we are again, ready to give dad advice. We're watching football on a Saturday, Saturday afternoon. Perfect dad activity. Yeah. If you if there's the yard any, work is done. Yard work's done. If there's <laughs> any pauses, I'm running out to the grill. Yep. To flip the burgers. <laughs> I'm marinating chicken for later. <laughs> and shoving fake imaginary kids. I'm doing something. Yep. I'm busy. I'm busy. <laughs> Go ask your mother. We're doing it, right? That's a great resume. All right. First segment, father time for a dad joke. I'm ready. Where do boats go when they're sick? To the doctor. So close to the dock. <laughs> oh, you got All right. All right. You're becoming. See? You're you're a great non-dad. Okay, I'm getting playing there. as a dad. Let's see if I can get the next one. All right. What's brown and is sticky? A stick. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking syrup, mud, poop. And I just an, didn't old what, tootsie roll. <laughs> an old tootsie roll. An old tootsie roll. In your pocket. <laughs> All right. Well, that one didn't hit. <laughs> First one was all right. So that second one is probably a better dad joke. Well, did you think it was funny? Yeah, I think all then these dad jokes I'm telling are funny. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's move on to the dad discussion portion of our yep. No Right to Dad cast. Ooh, I like that too. <laughs> too many words though. All right. Let's have a dad discussion on the best way to punish your kids. Ah, uh, yes. This yeah. is a big topic. I do think there's different punishments for different ages. Let's hear about it. The different ages? <laughs> the different punishments okay. for different ages. You want to start uh, infant. Yeah. How do you punish an infant? You turn off Teletubbies. <laughs> is Teletubbies still a thing? <laughs> <laughs> Old reruns of Teletubbies or whatever. I don't know. It's probably got to be streaming you, somewhere. What can you actually punish an infant for? Uh, crying too much. <laughs> but like they can't communicate. So yes, maybe know? communication issues, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Use your words. <laughs> so, okay. Then there's toddlers. Toddlers, right? So this is when it starts, you know, you really start need to punishing. Right. Well, that's the one where it feels like turning off Teletubbies or the equivalent show of the day. Okay, uh, so I was getting a little more, ahead of more myself. Relevant, but at the same time, you're punishing yourself as a parent if you do that because I think you're punishing yourself if you turn on Teletubbies. Well, there's that. But I was thinking like if you are like, no, you can't watch TV. Mm -hmm. Now this kid who's in a bad mood has nothing better to do than to bother you. <laughs> so all I know about uh, toddlers. And I know so much, but all you I know once we're one, <laughs> yes, is they love to put shoes on their feet on the wrong foot. It happens, <laughs> it seems to happen all, yeah, they're putting the right shoe on their left foot and their left shoe on the right foot. I don't know why it happens so much. Just they haven't developed left and right, I think, skills yet. 
maybe. I don't know. It's like, doesn't that feel awful? So I think if you make your kids put their shoes on the right feet, that's, that's punishment. a punishment. Yeah, it's a punishment. So mm. yeah, put that in your bag of punished tricks. <laughs> okay. Um, so now they're a little bit older. Yeah. What are they what do do? like? Seven, eight, nine. Yeah. You know that. Okay. Seven, eight, nine. Now that's a dad joke. Um, I six of <laughs> We're already on a different segment. Don't bring that. <laughs> All right. My bad. My bad. I don't, so at this point, I think you make them go outside because <laughs> kids nowadays. Yeah. Like kids. actually like grounding them from technology. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You make them go outside, which most of the year in most places is uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that. This is always true. Like everywhere that you go, it doesn't matter if you're like up north where it's cold all the time or down south where mm -hmm. it's hot all the time. It's like, yeah, we've got one really nice month of the year. <laughs> right. And then you're like, oh, the weather's or the temperature's not bad, but it's raining. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the temperature's fine, but it's humid. Right. And and then as a parent, you can justify being like, God, they're learning. It's good to go outside. Right. Yeah. In my day. And you can just say in my in day. My day. Yes. Yeah. That's I think. That and if it, they complain that it's too hot, you just tell them it's a dry heat. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I still don't know what that means. <laughs> All right. So now moving on to preteens. Yeah. Which arguably all of these so far have been. Okay. Technically, but this is like almost, maybe, you know what? Maybe we should change it to almost teens. Almost teens. Or I teen, like that better. Or teen light. <laughs> almost teens is better. <laughs> all right. So this is like pre-car. Well, yeah. This still feels like. I feel like for a lot of kids, mm -hmm. video games are kind of the big thing at right. that age. So like not letting them play video games would be a punishment. Um, maybe not letting a friend come over or not letting them go to a friend's house or something. Is taking the ability away to like talk with friends, whether it's like a cell phone or like a computer where you can message, is that too far? I don't think so. For today's uh, kids? You bring up a good point. I like it seems like a weird punishment to say we're going to isolate you from humanity <laughs> and you have to hang out with your family. And then <laughs> as the family, you have to hang out with them. Right. Which, That's the problem. Yeah. I, I think, think only do that if you're preteen or <laughs> nearly teen. Uh it has a good personality. <laughs> If you want to hang out with yeah, them. Yeah, right. If you don't really well, like your preteen very much, isn't then the whole be careful. Point of most punishment where it's like, you know that your kid really is looking forward to hanging out with their friends on Friday, mm -hmm. but they're starting to act up. So you say like, if you keep this up, you're not going to get to do this thing that you really are looking forward to. Because mm -hmm. really what you're trying to do is prevent them from acting out. Right. Then if they continue, then you have to cross right. into whatever now we have to they punish. hold most dear. Take that away. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. They no food for a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. But not no food. No good food. <laughs> they have to eat. Eat the scraps. Yeah. Right. Whatever your brother doesn't eat, you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the leftover dog food. <laughs> oh, yeah. Your brother's a dog. <laughs> <laughs> So when they're a little bit older and they like have a car. Right. Maybe like high school age. A lot or of late. times it's you can't like, you know, you can't drive your car somewhere. Right. But is that the same conversation? Is that you're, are we taking away their ability to 
do things with other people. Right. And let's say they park in the driveway and block your car. So now you have to move the car to leave. That's just a very practical way of thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. You, <laughs> I would love to take your car away, but it's like a real pain for me to yeah. move it to the street. He, any, uh, what, I mean, are, I'm trying to think of creative ones because here's the, the discussion I know that we have mm -hmm. to include briefly that we have avoided thus far is when it comes to like hitting your children, <laughs> like just, spanking. I, like I, and there's probably a reason the two of us have not brought it up yet because we are the least violent people on the planet, probably yeah. the two of us. Yeah. So I don't think that would cross either of our minds, but. I, That's like a thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember my mom would say, uh, "I didn't get sp spanked." You didn't spanked. I don't or know that spank spanked. I, yep, you said it right the first time. <laughs> I don't know. It just feels weird. I just don't spankered. I just don't use spank in the past tense very often. <laughs> Wait, <Spunked>? <laughs> but you use it in the present tense. I didn't say that, but I did not say that. <laughs> What were we talking? Oh, she would she would say, imagine a scenario where I hit someone at school and come home and she would spank me for hitting someone it's like, well, that feels a bit hypocritical. Yeah. So that's always my thought is, uh, well, I, I don't want you to hit people. Why would I display that behavior? So, yeah, I mean, agreed. Right. I, I think I. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's like a weird one. But in spanking parents' defense, there have been kids I want to spank, like in a restaurant, like <laughs> shut that kid up. So, so maybe yeah. maybe what it needs to be is like parents shouldn't spank their own children, but a stranger can spank them. No, I think even better if you're a two parent household, have one parent spank the other parent in front of the kid. I'm sure that would stop the kid quicker. There's a part of me as a therapist that is imagining the return business I would have that I'm like, yeah, let's tell people to do that. But mostly, no, that's a terrible idea. The kid idea. would stop, right? You know what? The kid I bet would, if you are a spanking family, maybe when they're- a spanking family. <laughs> when they're younger, you can spank the kid. But as they get older- What age, though? I think a nine-year-old would be like- I don't like this, mom and dad. I'm just going to sit here and be quiet during dinner. And it would work. You think work. a five-year-old likes it? No, th no, the five-year-old gets spanked. I don't think they get it. <laughs> well, well, then why spank older, them if they don't get it? Oh, no, no. I'm saying is you transition from spanking the child when they misbehave to spanking like your spouse. You're still like talking fun... about this? I thought we already wrote this off as a terrible idea. <laughs> you... <laughs> I I need I need feedback from the listeners. It's not a good idea. <laughs> it's not. I do think it would keep teenagers from misbehaving. If, so at the, if if the punishment was I have to watch one of my parents spank the other one in public. <laughs> oh my! I just I'm speechless. I don't think it's a much good idea. like the preteen would be. <laughs> so at the what is our advice at the end of the day <laughs> on this on the topic of punishment? Are we saying we should be creative and don't just resort to taking away their ability to interact with other children and also spank your spouse? I think isolate your children and spank your spouse in front of them. Nailed it. Nailed it. No right to dad. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. On to the uh, dad vice. 
yes. portion where we give real Which life. Which we have earned their trust at oh, this yeah, point. Oh, yeah, at this point. They're still listening. They're just waiting like, oh, you, you've primed the pump. Yep. Let's go. What do we got here? We've got a letter from a listener. I got, I got, I got a couple. Right, let's right. see. Okay. Here's a, here's like a real one. All right. Ready? And we have zero practice in this. So this, we're perfect. Awesome. Dear no right to dad. My boss is 50. Unmarried. Never had kids. Good start. My wife and I are getting ready for our third child and I have to plan my parental leave at work. Multiple times, my boss has tried to advise me on how to best take my parental leave. As fellow men with no parenting experience, all right, he knows, he knows. How do I tell him I don't value his opinion at all without sounding too respect, disrespectful? Rich dad, work hmm. dad. So here, this is, uh, this is an interesting one mm-hmm. because, and as we've talked about, we don't have children. No. Nope. So- I get where he's coming from a little bit, but I think this is the problem with a lot of dads. When you discount the perspectives of an outsider, Mm -hmm. you are going to likely find yourself living a life that only looks one way and you're, you're going to feel locked in. And a lot of dads, you know, when you get the guys in a circle and you're talking, they'll complain about how they just feel like they don't do the stuff they used to do. They mm-hmm. don't, you know, like the part of their life, even if they love their family, it's like their life has changed. Right. Right. I think the reason that happens is because they start discounting the advice of non-dads. I agree. Right. You need to be listening to non-dads more. Yeah. I'm not saying do what your boss is saying. He might be giving terrible advice. I'm not like, I'm not right advising that necessarily. I'm just saying, I don't think it should be, well, I'll listen to someone with kids and I won't listen to someone without kids. Well, this feels like either listen to your without kids boss, which it might just be advice. It might not be like a boss thing. Like as your boss, you need to be right. doing this. It might just be right. like, you know, kind of a coworker type yeah. thing versus your wife and the mother of your yeah priorities second and now third (laughs) child so um i agree with you're saying but i'm gonna go wife side on this one yeah i'm not again i wasn't oh i think the point is how do we tell the how do we tell the boss i think i don't think i don't think you tell him anything i think you say good idea and then don't do it yeah that's i do that all the time with people. <laughs> I'm like, thank you for your input. Oh yeah. That Completely. does sound like a good show. Instantly. I'll, I'll, <laughs> it's right on the list. I think it's on my list. <laughs> oh, I've just, that's, that's the next one I'm going to start when I finish <laughs> the 18 other ones yeah. you suggested. I don't think you have to agree with people to listen to their, like you can listen to their advice and not agree with them and you don't have to even uh, tell them. Right. You just need to you just get you used to just listening Dads to people. Dads have a hard time with that. Oh, it's the principle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. But it kind of is, right? <laughs> I mean, dads are right sometimes. You know what? I do think that's the, my most dad characteristic. <laughs> you, in almost every way other than having children, you are a dad. <laughs> the literal definition, <laughs> yeah. except for the literal definition. <laughs> yeah. Everything but biologically. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You want to do one more? Let's do one more. All right. And it's actually kind of related based on how you answered it. 
Dear No Right to Dad, as a dad of toddlers and a husband of a stay-at-home wife, my hobbies have shrunk to zero. As a competitive, active person, this is challenging. One day, I felt like my neighbor kind of mowed a few inches into my yard. So, as my current outlet for competition, I decided to shift my property line about one whole lawnmower width into his yard. I've been hoping he would respond in kind, but nothing yet. Any better ideas for competitive outlets? Therapy. (laughs) Signed, owner of top lawn in the neighborhood. Yikes. There's a lot going on here. (laughs) There's like an hour-long therapy session needed to go through this. All right, where do we start? We start with uh, competition with your neighbor, right? I would say, and this is, I think, a classic dad, like, yard work with neighbors. I think you got to play nice with neighbors because you're you're not moving, right? It's never better to be at odds with your neighbor. Yeah, you can't. So the only way to solve that is one of you to move, right? Yeah. So that's the first thing. feels difficult. I would say it comes off passive aggressive (laughs) to the neighbor. Yeah. Um, Or you're just like not very attentive to your lawnmower. Well, yeah. And what do you do if like he's basically saying, I want my neighbor to respond in kind, Mm -hmm. but then he is not. So it doesn't fix the problem, which is, if you ask me in this letter, the fact that his hobbies have shrunk to zero. Mm -hmm. And I think this is this happens with a lot of parents, right? Where like, first of all, I don't speak from experience seems difficult to raise children. Like that's a lot of work. It's like important to do. I'm not sure it's to, that difficult. I mean, well, you have us now, right? I guess what you I have mean, so many resources. No, this podcast is free. What know? I mean by difficult is <laughs> you should be giving like a lot of time and energy yeah. to that. Like that should be your priority. Right. Mm-hmm. So I get why it's like, okay, now these hobbies have shrunk to zero, but I think what happens is Kids grow up thinking that they're the center of attention Mm. because the parents cancel everything else that's going on in their life and their sole purpose in life is let's raise these children. Right. And then the children grow up to be adults who, when the the day that they realize the world doesn't revolve around them, they don't Mm. know how to respond. And maybe at an earlier age, we should start teaching them the world doesn't revolve around you. And sometimes dad mom and dad are going to go to this thing and you're going to go and you're going to watch or you're going right. to, you know, so you basically get your kids into extracurricular activities and those activities are watching you play softball. Yeah. <laughs> watching me play softball. You, but the watching thing is, me. <laughs> I did that growing up. Like my dad played like church league basketball and I would yep. go and I loved watching the games. Yeah. It was fun. Or okay. sometimes they'd let me sit on the bench or whatever. Like you can, ma- you can include your kid. Right. And like still now, should you do that all the time? No, probably not. I'm just saying like. Right. Because kids are kind of annoying. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just saying I don't. Seven days a week shouldn't be about like me and my hobbies Mm -hmm. and my kid has to deal with it. I'm not recommending that. But I think like occasionally Mm -hmm. you can include your kid in that and that's fine. So and then to finish it, any better ideas for competitive outlets? I think to combine the last two is start playing like basketball with your toddlers. You're competitive. You're going to like just destroy them. Don't let them win. Yeah. Do not let them win. (laughs) And then as soon as you dunk on them, (laughs) hurt your knee and never play again. (laughs) As soon as they're old enough to beat you, be like, ah, my knee. I don't know. I can't play anymore. (laughs) So there's some advice for you. Yep. 
And then throw a lot of elbows so that you win. Like, no foul. No foul. Yeah. So to summarize this episode, throw elbows at your children. Uh-huh. Don't fight with your neighbors. Don't fight with your neighbors. Spank your spouse in front of your children. Yep. And what's brown and sticky? Yeah. <laughs>